Welcome to the Banega Swasth India podcast. Our focus this season is One Health, One Planet, One Future. Our aim is health for all and leaving no one behind because only a swasth bharat can be sampann bharat. I'm Ambika Singh Kama and today on the occasion of National Girl Child Day which is being celebrated in India every year on January 24th since 2008 by the Ministry of Women and Child Development we will be talking to experts about the issues that girls and women continue to face even today from female infanticide to gender inequality discrimination and sexual abuse and violence there are numerous issues that women and girls in India continue to face with an objective of highlighting the inequalities faced by girls and promote awareness about the rights of a girl child and the importance of their education health and nutrition national girl child day is celebrated joining us first on this special episode is mansi chaudhry founder and ceo pink legal india's first and only platform which provides information to girls and women about their legal rights thank you mansi for joining us today uh, tell us first ever website on girls rights women rights how did you really think of something uh, innovative and different like this which is really the need of the hour thank you so much ambika for having me and uh, yeah pink legal is the first and only platform in india which uh, provides women information about their rights and i thought about this because as a law student i realized that in india we actually have a lot of laws which are in favor of women but most women don't know about these laws because they are very complicated and it's difficult to understand them mm-hmm. and therefore and i also realized that there is no resource which is reliable accurate and comprehensive where women can actually understand their rights from and this is how the idea behind pink legal was born and pink legal started off as a legal awareness website but today it also provides women access to legal services by connecting them to lawyers across india and also by answering their legal queries so something uh, innovative which all started uh, uh, about 2 years ago on women's day right on 8th of march in 2020 so uh, tell us you know like you said there are there are laws which women know but there is not much awareness if i can ask you in simple words what are the important laws that every girl must know about so i will tell you three important laws which i think every uh, girl or woman must know about number one is the domestic violence act because domestic violence is one of the most faced uh, commonly faced problems by women in india and the domestic violence act protects you from four types of violence which is physical emotional financial and sexual and it protects you against your i mean any family member it could be your own or your uh, matrimonial family members as long as you're sharing a house with them sure the second important law which all women need to know is about sexual harassment which is basically that sexual harassment is of three types not just physical but also verbal which is through spoken words mm-hmm. and non verbal which is through gestures or body language so most women are not aware that even non physical forms of sexual harassment are punishable and number 3 is about the sexual harassment at workplace laws because we've all seen through the me too movement that this is quite a commonly occurring phenomenon and uh, the posh act which is the prevention of sexual harassment at workplace act Uh, is a very strong law in favor of women which protects them from again all kinds of uh, sexual harassment in the workplace okay so tell us what do you see in the last two years what have you really seen what is that the women are really looking for like what kind of help is it uh, like of course you've explained us violence really well is it because are they being forced into marriage or not being allowed to study 
what are the kind of instances or examples that you all see that maximum girls or women are really looking out uh, at help from you guys so um surprisingly or maybe not so surprisingly the maximum number of queries that we get on pink legal are about domestic violence issues either from their own family members or from the husbands or in-laws uh, family and uh, most women uh, i think about 90% women who reach out to pink legal face domestic violence and the remaining could be something again to do with their marriage and divorce or custody of children that's also a, a very crucial uh, problem okay. and uh, for girl children especially we have noticed that the case of uh, being forced into marriage is uh, quite common and a lot of girls approach pink legal to understand their rights about um, you know when their parents are forcing them into marriage or they are holding them locked up in the household and not allowing them to move out mm. so that they can force them okay so you know i want to talk to you about education that is something i mean we all know how important education is, especially for the girl child and unfortunately many of them in our country are still out of school so how important is it to educate girls about their rights from an early age one is of course education but about their rights and will it really help them live a better as well as a healthier life that once they really know that there are laws for them and there are rights for them as well I think it's extremely important to educate girls about their rights right from childhood in fact if it's included as a part of the school curriculum that yeah. would be ideal because um, awareness and education is the first step towards empowerment and if girls know right from childhood that you know they have rights against sexual harassment or they have rights against domestic violence and other commonly occurring problems they will know that they don't need to suffer in silence that they have legal remedies and that they can take action point towards taking action so it's extremely important to educate girls right from a very young age um how do you think that when uh, a girl when she really knows what is good for her and her family it also how is the impact on the health of not only the girl herself but also entire family so i think there's a very popular saying right that you educate a woman and you educate the entire family and i think it's quite true because uh, women are generally considered as the primary caregivers in the family even today and therefore if the primary caregiver is educated and um, you know is in control of living her life on her own terms she will really be able to educate everybody in the family bring about change stand up for herself she will have she will be able to command a lot of respect because of her position and i think therefore she will not have to suffer in silence and she can really raise her voice manji today we are having this conversation because it's national girl child day this is something we need to do on a daily basis talk about it and india doesn't have uh, you know statistics or data to be proud of i mean we are country where girl babies die more whether it's you know i mean there's so much i mean so many girls are out of school i mean it's some sad fact in fact it's a shame that you know still in our country girls are considered a burden Uh, if i could ask you how do you think girls can really ba- break free of the shackles of discrimination as well as social taboos and i mean even now in in the 21st century so i think uh, firstly it has to start with a cultural change within the family itself because the family should understand that a girl is not a burden but an asset and should be able to treat them equally provide them equal opportunities and resources so that would be the number one change and the number two change that um, you know should we should look forward to is that girls should work towards really becoming independent both financially and emotionally because then they will have the access to resources and support systems within themselves to really stand up for themselves and live their life on their own terms without having to you know without being dictated by anybody else okay. and i think lack of financial independence is one of the most important reasons 
why uh, women are forced to suffer in silence and continue to do so. Now joining us is Sheetal Mehta, Trustee and Executive Director, Kesi Mahindra Education Trust, who is also part of Nanni Kali Initiative. In 1996, Anand Mahindra, Chairman of Mahindra Group, began the project Nanni Kali, which means a little bud, with the objective of educating underprivileged girls in India. Tell us what really uh, Nanni Kali has been doing, educating girls for 25 years. It's impacted so many girls, but. Uh, how important do you all think education is really for a girl to do well in life in all aspects of her life the nanikali is a women's and girls empowerment project which was started by anand mahindra in uh, the late 90s and through this project we support underprivileged girls to complete 10 years of schooling that's from standard 1 to standard 10 and every girl in this project gets access to a digital device which is preloaded with smart educational content in addition we provide the girls with a school bag school supplies kit and the older girls even get feminine hygiene material so that they can attend school with dignity moreover through regular interactions with key community stakeholders nanikali builds girl friendly ecosystems which prevent the girls from dropping out of school so till date we have supported over 500000 girls and i'm happy to say that during this covid period despite uh, prolonged school closures nanikali has remained engaged with all the girls thereby ensuring uninterrupted learning for the girls and the, i'm very confident that when schools reopen the girls will return to school you know like your sheetal interestingly told us that you know how nanikali is really ensured that learning must continue because that's such an integral part of any individual's growth especially a girl's growth right um tell us how have you all thought differently because there have been studies that you know 10 million girls might drop out of school early marriage uh, you know economic strain financial strain on the parents so how did you all make sure that the girls even during this period continue studying they are protected against the virus you know following covid protocols how did you do that and how challenging was it so nanikali has an army of over 5000 trained tutors who we call community associates and they live in the communities where the girls are staying so through them we manage to reach out to the girls sometimes through their smartphones sometimes through community associates actually visiting the girls and giving them small little snippets of learning problems through the pandemic and the girls who had phones could send back their answers they could make little videos of themselves and that kept them engaged and let the learning process continue right throughout this pandemic period you know sheetal it's interesting to see we all know education impacts in a great way um, and you all have been now you've impacted you know the organization the trust has impacted over 500000 uh, you know girls across uh, 14 states tell me one thing uh, a two two parts to the question is that one is how does education really help in the overall development of a girl child or of an individual uh, whether it and it's also connected to the prosperity of a nation uh, you know there have been reports on that as well and also the health of an individual improves when they're educated you know they have the basic knowledge on hygiene what to eat so what are your thoughts on that that how does education really help uh, 
uh, improvise an individual, especially a girl's life? So there's overwhelming evidence that, uh, that educated girls and women contribute to a nation's development. And if you want to really pursue socioeconomic growth, it's critical that these women participate in the economy. Actually, it's very simple. The more women who work, economies grow. And women's economic empowerment boosts productivity, but also has a huge number of positive development outcomes. For example, maternal mortality rates come down, infant mortality rates come down. Um, we know productivity increases. We know fertility rates come down as well. And when a woman is educated, she ensures that all her children are educated. And she will ensure that the income she earned goes back into supporting the nutrition, health, and education of all her children. So it's a real win-win situation. Great. And I think you put that really well, that how it, you know, she'll make sure that the children also study and also the health angle. She said it was lovely speaking with you. Joining us now is Dr. S. Shanta Kumari, President, Federation of Obstetrics and Gynecological Societies of India, FOXI. Tell us, uh, how does violence really affect the health and well-being of a girl and then a woman? That is a very interesting question. Now, what is it that you understand by violence against women? See, we have to understand that any behavior which affects a woman's um, psychological, physical, sexual health is what we call as violence against women. And we know that this violence has an effect on women's health. Now, when you look at a girl child or a woman, unfortunately, these sort of violences are starting right from the pre-birth phase, be it the sex-selective abortions, to be it the female uh, infanticide, or sometimes uh, battering of the pregnant woman when she's having a girl child, and when the girl child is growing up, we find that sometimes, unfortunately, this sort of uh, incest and other uh, behaviors against the girl child. And so nowadays we find cyber violence. And as a girl actually grows up to be a woman, we find that she's subjected to domestic violence. She's subjected to intimate partner violence. She's even subjected to all sorts of sexual violence, you know, even forced pregnancy forced abortions, all these are different types of violences which affects the women. And this has and bearing on the woman's health. And this even affects the woman's life, contributing to maternal morbidity and mortality. If we have to reach the SDG goals 2030, we have to definitely reduce the incidence of violence against women. You know, how can we really break the cycle of early marriage as well as, uh, you know, unwanted pregnancy or early pregnancy. And, you know, I mean, the whole cycle, because that's what leads to unhealthy girls and then just keeps going on. So how can we break that? Yeah. See, when you look at it, early marriages and women's health, how is it affecting? We find that usually it is the illiteracy and the poverty which are affecting the marriage age. And unfortunately, when the, the girls and women are not educated, they are subjected to early marriage. So what is happening? The girls are not educated properly. They don't have the financial independence. They don't have the 
the uh, i think the proper mindset or understanding about their own health so that is why we find that these girls who get married at a younger age are having so many physical problems like weight anemia where there is reduced hemoglobin which actually again contributes to maternal morbidity and mortality and we find that these young girls when they don't have the educational or financial independence when they get ma- married early they have early pregnancies so that again leads to maternal ill health so that is a reason why we as gynecologists taking care of women's health advocate marriage at an age when the girls are physically psychologically and education wise and financially more independent and more stronger so that they will be able to take on the responsibilities of marriage naturally when the girl is more healthy so when she gets married and she becomes pregnant there are lesser problems in pregnancy the pregnancy is more healthier the baby who is born is also more healthy so naturally a healthy baby will lead to a healthy adult so you have to understand that the early marriage and ill effects of pregnancy are so closely linked and again poverty and education are the biggest hindrances which can be improved if we increase the age of marriage so that all the problems can be reduced when you look at our indian culture you know we always talk about stri shakti we talk about environment and everything what we need to understand is if we take care of the girl child and we give her everything possible to grow up we nurture the girl child what is it that you are doing you are nurturing the future generation so it's so very important that we take care of the girl child who grows up to be a woman who grows up to be a woman who is going to bring out the generation next so what i always tell is we indians culturally are very strong so we need to take care of our women so that they actually will be able to take care of the society that's it on the banika swast india podcast this week if you have comments queries or suggestions On the topic we discussed today or issues you would like us to cover in future write to us on bsi podcast at the rate ndtv.com remember bsi stands for banega swast india you can also connect with us on the banega swast india handles on facebook twitter and instagram and continue with the conversations through the week till next week this is ambika singh kama signing off stay healthy and stay safe